California Spangle lead, 3.50 to go, and he has a kick as you'd expect. Golden 60's two lengths away. Here's the race we wanted to see. Spangle against 60. Spangle still a length in front of Golden 60. The champ won't lie down. California Spangle, Golden 60. He's not ready to surrender that crown, and he's going to beat him. Golden 60, all class, all champion, all speed. Golden 60 beat California Spangle, and third over is White Well, I might have been last to get on board the Golden 60 train. We've got him. But I'm a believer after that only, yesterday. And they took 30-odd wins. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back. He's back. And at his best, you would say. Have to be. You can rate him one side or another, and, and there'll be maybe there'll be different views taken on that, but I think at his best, as good as he's ever been. I think under the circumstances, it's funny, the market, we were talking about it on the preamble. <laughs> Will there be resistance? He didn't even start favourite. And you could see why, because the map money was spot on. How they allowed Pert to get away with Blue Murder in front is absolutely beyond me. Here I was thinking we might actually get a true tempo. He's been allowed to walk in front. Didn't really have one tow him into it. Gave Spangle weight and picked him up and ran serious splits late to do it. Mm. And anyone who thinks it's a rematch come December is having an absolute laugh. Spangle went into that breathing fire. He went into it off career best form, got weight off Golden 60 and got given every possible in the lead and still couldn't beat him. So, look, only bad luck beats him, I think, at the international meeting. And for me, that's a new peak for him on the weekend. As I said, Sunday's performance made me a believer. You've been trying to jam it down my throat for about two years, but that was that was real. That was really, really good. And he overcame the same issues that we talk about every time in that they've gone no gallop, they've absolutely zinged home, and they've still run ninety four, just about 94 flat for a mile. So it's hard to put spaces between horses mm. at the finish of 94 second miles, especially when they're finishing fast and not just finishing fast, finishing really fast over the top of that. So that has the makings of a world-class performance. And maybe, as we said on the Friday, maybe with so many retirees up the top end, maybe he could claim to be the best racehorse going at the moment. Certainly up and going right now. Equinox in Japan, I suppose he's their candidate. Ours is Anima. Well, no, ours is Nature Strip and Animo, but both, I don't want to say they're on shaky ground, but you know what I mean. Mm. They've been beaten at their their most recent appearances and below their best and certainly nowhere near the level that Golden 60 is here. So maybe at, at this very point in time, he is the world's best. So they're going to be hard to beat at a mile. They are. When you say they... Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, the local home team, yep. The home team, but there's surely no hope at 2,000 or beyond. I wouldn't have thought so. So, mile was a farcically run race. Yep. And we will get to that in the Pendrith. <laughs> we, we will. But the sprint was genuinely run mm. and seemed like a, a true result. Lucky Sway Ness is, I think, about as good as Wellington and a bit lower than what typically wins a Hong Kong sprint, but the Japanese challenge will measure up to that without being better than that. So, the sprint will be hugely competitive, but not particularly high rating would be my guess, but and that's true of the, the lead-up. The 2,000-metre race is well run as well. Things have gone really well for the winner. He's first up, so maybe they, yeah, they'll go with the well. He's first up and he's put up form that's about as good as or as good as anything he's done to this point, so he's about to go to another level second up, but he'd want to because he's got the Japanese there are genuinely better than that. He's beaten, well, for Australian listeners, he's beaten Senor Tober and Eric the Eel. 
He's beat nothing. They've improved. Look, they both went, I think they both went rated 108 or 109. They're now both rated 115 or 116 in the case of the eel. The beauty of Eric the eel is he's an absolute rock around that mark. So as a handicapper, he's the dream. Oh, he's a hero. The eel is just hero to the handicappers but so anyone wanting to rate romantic warrior any better than that you're having a lend because eel is not getting any better than what he is and so the race locks in beautifully and that has romantic warrior running up to his best as you said second up can improve but geez uh zach played very nice to his mate j mac in this race because he had a chance to keep him out three wide and gave him the one one very gentle very gentle. In comparison to Golden 60 and what he had to do to win, Romantic Warrior has been given a 15 out of 10. And if they're going to talk him up as if he can beat the Japanese, well, let's keep it going so we can actually have a bet because he will not beat them. You're a rugby league man. What happened the last time a Panther took on an eel? <laughs> yeah. Bloodbath, wasn't it? Oh. The Panther has run much, like, measurably better than this in th- in four of his last five, the Panther. Yeah. Should say, flies. for those that don't follow Japanese racing, Adam's referring to Panther Lassa, who oh, is the Traditional one, spelling. Traditional <laughs> spelling. The one who leads by 15 and coils up. But it's uh, going to be unreal if they do let him rip around Hong Kong. And Jack Dorr, whose peak is a bit better than Panther yep. Lassa's, has also run better than Romantic Warrior three of his last four. Yep. So there's there's genuine lengths improvement required as i said he was first up here first up 2000 and, and they were all they did go into the race saying he might be a little bit soft so maybe they are maybe they're right maybe they can just improve him and peak him for the big day romantic worry but i don't think they would be i don't think the japanese should be losing too much sleep over that and for the vars i mean forget about it i don't know what goes to the vars but um it doesn't matter russian emperor and a shocker which doesn't bode well for his it'd be senior tober is probably there so he might skip the cup and go to the vars he should go to the Vars, yeah. Where Glory Vars is looking for his third and there'll be a European contingent as well. So that's that's beyond them. Yeah. They've won two, I think, of the last, say, 12, the locals. Is that Exultant? Exultant and Dominant. Dominant actually beat the Fugue in a – that was, yeah, I I don't know how he did that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> home tra- there is, and you will also measure, uh, there is a slight home ground advantage when it comes to the international meeting, they probably tend to slightly overachieve, but it's only slight and it's not enough to offset what's likely to come. I don't actually know. I I must admit I'm talking here as if I know what's going. I don't know what's going for the VARs, but I know what typically goes for the VARs and it's really consistent. The level of of performance required to win the VARs, the cup, the mile and the sprint, it's remarkably consistent. They get a very similar subset of the global population every year. So assuming that's typical... They're, um, they'll win the mile. They'll probably edge the sprint, but they'll be hugely sprint. competitive and I think they'll come up short in the cup and they'll get blitzed in the Vars. Mm. Interestingly enough, with the mile challenge from Japan, because we had the mile championship there yesterday as well and Damien Lane and Seraphos. Just doesn't cut it, that bloke. Yeah, had to couldn't cut the mustard here, so he had to tail between his legs and shoot off to Japan and win a trillion-dollar group one over there. Uh it ran into the 120s, but below Golden 60. Yep. And I was having a look at it. Maurice did that double, mile championship, Hong Kong mile, and horses will come out of this to race Golden 60, but he beat a Yusuda Keenum winner last year among three or four Japanese that took him on, as well as horses from all around the globe. And I was just having a a quick look at it. I think there's four winners and eight place getters from the mile championship that have gone to the Hong Kong mile. Maurice did the double, and outside of that, they've won half of what the market has expected them to. 
They've won half of what random chance would expect them to, and they've beaten a quarter less horses home in Hong Kong than in the mile championship in Japan. So the Hong Kong mile has proven, and this surprised me when I just had a quick look at this, so much so I'm going to have to dig deeper and actually go through this, but but a poor record. I've got your answer. Shoot. So you would say of the best horses to come out of Hong Kong in recent years, they're all milers. Able Friend, Beauty Generation... Ambitious Dragon. Ambitious Dragon, and of course... The Mighty Good Barber. And Golden 60. So and, oh, and Golden 60. <laughs> they're probably... They're like, oh, we'll beat them at 2,000, but if they've gone over there at a mile, they've, they've probably had minimal chance. Mm. Yeah, so Maurice, the only one out of the mile championship. And he was... And they vastly proper. underperformed. The market and random chance, and they've beaten less horses home than they should have. Mm. If, it was, if there was no effect to be measured, there seems to be an effect, and that effect seems to say that the Hong Kong mile is a better race than the mile championship. Which maybe everyone thinks anyway. Oh, it's, it's funny. The two jurisdictions, Japan and Hong Kong, I don't think you have any screaming louder that theirs is the best. They are a... Um, it's sickening on Twitter. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, the dogma runs high. Yeah. People in Hong Kong would believe it and people in Japan would not believe it. Weren't you saying someone said that uh, James... I wonder who James thinks is better out of Romantic Warrior and Animo? Oh, I know. Come on, guys. We haven't... <laughs> We don't have Animo pegged as elite world class, but my God, he touches Romantic Warrior up. Jesus. Speaking of horses that got touched up, Wellington was poor, and he is our flop of the week. He is our flop of the week. The twat ratings, you have him level pegging with Lucky Swainess. Not here. Not on Sunday, he wasn't. (laughs) No, not on Sunday. I have Wellington 124. He ran 115 on the weekend, but he was very disappointing because he's now learned how to jump and put himself into a race and... If you got the black odds about Wellington that was bet early, you would have been giggling at the top of the straight and wanted to get his head to the side in the straight, whether that means there was something amiss, but... Something might come of it. mm, He was, given what he did first up, expected him to really just take care of them yesterday, especially after the jump. Nothing really in his prep to suggest an off performance, 28 days. He's won off 28 days before, so... And the race itself was perfect, set up. (laughs) For everyone to have their chance. Yeah. So no excuses in terms of the, the race setup. No, I'll be surprised if something isn't found wrong with him post race. Because, it was, I mean, he might have just run a bad one. They can do that. But it does happen. He is a very, very intriguing horse to price going to the international meeting. Yeah. Well, Zach and a winner. I, I think Lucky Swain S probably jumps five to four. Yeah, you're saying that. They'll love it. The power of burn. And they don't mind the feedback loop over there. Once one, once they get behind one, they can get right behind one. I mean, Wellington is a nice example of that. And there were a couple of examples of that in the trials there yesterday. Well, California Spangle, for one. Oh. Once the uh, once the angle has been picked, they pick it. California Spangle went off $1.60 yesterday. I just hope that some of the people who, some of the map men who made money all through the spring gave some back there yesterday. Oh. They've been cheating it. They've had, a great, they've had a great spring in Melbourne. They all gave some back. If Golden 60 didn't run him down, that was the biggest one-goer I have ever seen on California Spangle yesterday. My God. Well, that can roll us into the Pendrith Award, and it is Vincent. <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely slaughtered Golden 60 winning there. I know. It's, it's They set the trap for him. Everyone told him this is a trap, and he walked straight into it anyway, and the horse was good enough to pull him out of it. But it, realistically, I mean, he did what he was always going to do, yeah. and, and it's one of those slaughtered to instructions, but... That's a classic case of the horse being good enough to haul you out of a 
a dangerous spot. I think most people would say, well, he had confidence in the horse. He knew what he had underneath him and he rode it really well. And I can see that. He probably, yeah, okay, he won the race, job done, and he, he gave him exactly the run that I'm sure they, they all wanted. But strictly by the numbers. Oh, that's Carver. Absolute Carver. Go on lead. He could go fast. This is the thing. This is pace over position 101. Golden 60's shown in races that he's more than comfortable to be going the speed that California Spangle was running at yesterday. And he can't count the horses around him. <laughs> he doesn't know where he is in the field. But he, uh, job done, but yep, carve up. And so if he gets a, tr- God, I hope he gets a true pace in the in the mile. He'll kill him. And even a bit of true pace and a bit of cut. So it actually gets hard out there. Let's see him, you know, a strong pace and a, and a mile in 135 instead of 134 or even 133. Yeah. When they really, you know, when they really fire up over there, they can, you know, dip right down to 93 and even a tick below 93 seconds. But let's hope it's hard. When I saw the market, it was bizarro for me. That market opened on Thursday and we could talk about it, that California Spangle will be a dollar sixty in Golden 60. That is the bizarro. And then after 800 metres, I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. They've nailed this. Because they had, he had to pull everything out to run him down. The problem with, with those markets when they're so pointy as well, though, that it's so much of the, especially when you're talking tote pulls with a fixed vig yeah. or a fixed over round, that so much of it is loaded into those favourites then. It's like one of the, the joys of betting on horses. I was talking to you about this, and you can look it up at the World Cup markets that some of the books are betting. You know, the amount of percentage per runner in those three ways is massive compared racing should be pumping itself saying look you know we're down to one percent a runner in some races whereas when you get only this is almost like a sports betting scenario california spengel versus yeah. 60 because pretty much everyone else went well the rest are none yeah. <laughs> they got no yeah. chance so when you're still betting 115 percent it all of a sudden ends up being you know let's say 10 percent of that's into the top two so it's five percent per runner so it's actually maybe worse than betting on sport but for the most part because of the competitive nature and because of all the that big random component in racing, it's just great to bet on because you get down to 1% per runner. Oh, it's the thing racing needs to promote, but it doesn't like promoting. It's the best betting product on the planet by that far. Funnily to- enough, they also want to kind of destroy that because they don't see that that's their whole advantage. Yeah. Yes. A 2-to-1 chance in racing and compare it in your mind to a 2-to-1 chance in sport and you quickly see what we're saying about percentages between runners. Mm. Speaking of great betting races with plenty of options and opportunities and angles, West Australia provided a stack of those. Did they ever? And the railway, which is their big betting race. Big mile handicaps are the lifeblood of Australian racing, I would say. Yep. And we had them in spades on Saturday. The gong as well. Ringing the gong. Horses pulled out of the barriers to sound the gong. (laughs) It's that stupid. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, this is... So far away from common sense that I'm right into it. Uh, no gong in Perth, but a damn good race. Yep. And a good winner, tricks of the trade. Good winner. Not only for the back pocket, but I think the right horse won the race. Alaskan God, disappointing. He got a long way back. So at the turn, tricks of the trade's three off. Alaskan God's four and a half off. So he's been beaten four and a half and tricks of the trade's won by a length and a half. So... On face value, Alaskan got very disappointing. But tricks of the trade, well set up, well ridden. He was a, a little bit hairy at the top of the straight, but once Troy Turner got him into the clear, 
he put them away as you would expect. He and Alaskan God, probably the only two progressive horses in the race. Comfort Me, Star Trade Resort, man, they're all rock solid conveyances, but they're Comfort Me runner up in this last year and ran the same race again this year. Yep. Great training performance to get him to produce that figure on grand final day. They're always nice little neat yeah, you love them. pointers for handicappers as well. You love to lean into one of those. Love to see that. And the interesting thing for me with Tricks of the Trade now is whether they go to the northerly, I had to correct myself, I was about to say the Kingston Town, or do you go back for the Gold Rush? And I think he should go to the Gold Rush. Last 10 winners... I've come equipped with fun facts because you're the man from the West and I I just have to sit back here and just throw in the odd fun fact. So I've, I've brought fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> Ten winners of the railway into the Kingston town for five seconds and two-thirds. No winners. No doubles. Is that surprising? That is surprising. The handicap to the weight for age has proven a, a tricky path. They've found one better. And I've got to tell you, some of those have been short odds too. There's been... You've, Absolutely wrecked yourself financially if you've been if you've been chasing them. So well, and even are. their deeper stats suggest that the the Kingston Town, oh sorry, the Northerly, yeah. aka the Fruit and Veg, is uh has taken more winning, and they have railway horses have un, well, railway winners have underperformed in it. Well, you'd still be licking the wounds from Western Empire last year. Yeah, it was like a dollar twenty or something. That does not help your stats. No. <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> makes it very, very hard to uh, finish in front. You know who has overachieved? Gone the other way in the Northeast three-year-olds. Yeah. Even the ones that have lost have tended to run well against expectation and against their guineas. Most of them have come through the guineas. And particularly fillies, right? Well, particularly one good filly in particular, Arcadia Queen, and then KC did the double, and there's been a couple of others. I think there's been four. Perfect reflection... Another filly to win it. So you got KC, Arcadia Queen, Perfect Reflection actually won it off the champion filly. She didn't run in the guineas. In the guineas. But you've got a fun fact about three-year-olds in oh, general. I was just saying the guineas, off the guineas, they've won twice what the market expected and their impact value is three. So they're winning three times what they should by chance. And that's because they'd be a targeted set. You don't run in the Kingston Town slash Northerly slash Fruit and Veg unless you're a three-year-old in top form and... You know, starting to establish yourself as very good. So they're a, they're a skewed set, if you like. But they have run, as a rule, really well. And even if you go through the ratings, the ones that haven't been up to it and have run 5th, 6th, 7th have still achieved everything they could and even a little bit more ratings-wise. So they are a, they're a well-treated there, I would, I would think you'd have to say, and they, they're well set up to run, run well there. So I would think this good filly, Amelia's Jewel, would be right in it. Mm. And I'm guessing... Everyone else thinks that too. She's favourite. I don't know that I think she's that right in it. Because mm. Cascadian is something to run at. He'd be one of the better horses we've seen run in the Northerly. Pre. Arcadia Queen comes out looking very good. But prior, I don't think there'd be many horses rated higher than him. Blackout Bard is one. Northerly? Yeah, we're going to, <laughs> as I said, we're going a fair way back to find a horse yeah. of his calibre to go to the race. Just touching on the railway, Alaskan God, I think he's Perth Cup horse. He gets in light for yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So you were saying Tricks of the Trade is the, has done him for speed, but he is the – well, he was the derby winner mm. and outstayed Tricks of the Trade, and now you're saying that's his, his lot. It's interesting, Dan Morton interviewed prior to the railway a mile as short as he wants, which is sort of telling me that he probably has been set for that Perth Cup and the railway was going to be a bonus 
for him. So not dropping off while he was disappointing on the weekend. I think he will be winning one of the features later. So is Amelia's jewel in the top 10 fillies in the country? Well, I know where I rated her. Top 10, just. Yeah, so she. I think most people... Is she better than Say Magic? Yeah, she's got a much better profile, right? But she has run second in a Coolmore and a Fast Coolmore. Mm. So ratings-wise, ooh. Yeah, you can Madame Pomery, she's probably that good. Yep. Legato, the Guineas winner in New Zealand. It looks pretty good. Mm. Had a look. Zugotcha, Cool and Gatto, they're a good group. In Secret won the Coolmore. The Phillies are actually Fireburn. more than above average. Fireburn's gone. She's extremes. Probably going to be better when she's back at a mile, but oh, it's still it's funny. She's won an Oaks, and you'd have to say it was a good preparation, but it feels to me like she's extremes on shaky ground. That's wild to say that, isn't it? But here we are. No, Sha- she's a, she's a top ten filly. Although there's probably a line of thinking that she's much better than that. And if she rips down Cascadian, she is. She is. Yeah. And she was running all over them at the finish. Yeah. She's much much better than the horses she raced on Saturday. So there's more to come. You wanted to give Carberry the Pendrith. I wanted to give Sunday the Pendrith. And I said no. Rode it to perfection. <laughs> so with Amelia's Jewel, I actually made a mistake. I said Arcadia Queen was rated 116 in the Guinea. She wasn't. She was rated 112. And Amelia's Jewel has run 109 there on the weekend. But sectionals suggest she's a little bit better than that. And you could actually say her win in the Guineas was better than Arcadia Queen's. You could say that, and I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, you would. Ha- I'll give you that. We said it was going to get harder to hold on. She took a nice step. Hold on to Arcadia Queen's tail from now is is hard work, and she's still clinging on there. She's still clinging on. She hasn't lost the ghost. The ghost is still on the screen. Two weeks' time, it gets um, Cascadia to be hard to chase, and she'll be even harder <laughs> to chase. <laughs> the northerly setting up as a ripper. Tricks of the trade, I'm not too sure he goes that way. I would go to the Gold Rush because... Is there a fourth horse? The northerly might be very appealing because... It's not going to be a big field. It's not going to be a big field, is it? And who's the fourth horse? Alaskan God will go. He'll be better at 1,800. Yeah, but I suppose but you're not scared the of him. not running away from him. He, no. Well, he did on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> He'll happily run into him again on in two weeks' time, you would think. I'd say Bustler goes. Not running away from him. No. So it's really the the winners from Saturday and Cascadian and and then we're reaching for a fourth horse. I think he'll have less to beat in the gold rush, though. I can, well, isn't Valana and our very good friend, friend of the show, Kementari? Special K. Going there. I'm more scared of Cascadian than I am Kementari. Yeah, but Kementari, Kementari not, comes with a one-two punch with his mate Valana, who's... Valana's not 100% going. It all depends how he goes Saturday. Ah, oh, okay, because he is going to run in the winter. So he is running in the winter bottle. Polelian went, yeah. So Paleli might be there. Might be a three-way. No, Paleli is winner bottom and won't go on. I don't think so. Speaking of the same, the travelling foreman for Godolphin at Ascot on Saturday, all the horses have settled in well. James was coming over to watch their work Monday, Tuesday. Valana, it's a busy schedule, so I think they are mindful of that. I thought it was interesting. They're running him in the winter bottom. I thought that was busy. Yeah. I thought they'd give him the tap the brakes and just go to the the gold rush. I think it's a timing thing in terms of bringing him back for next prep. It's two weeks earlier, so it's two weeks more you have in the paddock. Yeah. I think. I want less time in the paddock. Push on. <laughs> well, you know James Will because he is running. So I think Valana goes there, Kemitari goes there, but that's it. And that's if Valana does go. So I think tricks of the trade, I'd, I would go Gold Rush. I think that's easier than to beat Amelia's Jewel and Cascadian. If I'm looking at a one-two punch, 
I'd rather race Kementari and Villano than I would race Amelia's Jewel and Cascadia. There's probably, but then there's Elite Street and Miss Kentucky and a whole swag of it. Like, I just feel like the Miss Kentucky, she won't, she can't run fourteen hundred down a well for a million dollars. She'll have a neither can Elite Street. Yeah, maybe, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Cascadian and her will be harder to beat. The more good horses you've got to beat, the harder it is. There's going to be more good. The fourth, fifth, sixth horse in the Gold Rush look like they're going to be better than the third, fourth, fifth horse in the. Yeah, but what do you want to do? Do you want to win or do you want to run a place? You're always talking about winning, right? Mm. He's more like he's going to be shorter in the Gold Rush than he would be in the Northerly. If he goes to the Gold Rush off the railway, he's close to favourite. He won't be favourite in the Northerly. That's how no, I would look at it. No, he won't be favourite in the Northerly. Whereas if Alana doesn't go, every chance Trix actually does start favourite in the Gold Rush. So that's how I would do it. Not going to tell a well-experienced trainer, Colin Webster, though, what to do. Got that, it right so far. Got it right so far, and that was uh, pretty special being on track there on the weekend. Uh, plenty of emotion. Simon Miller was beside himself after Amelia's Jewel win as well. well. You tell how much it means to him. It's um, Yeah, it's good. So it should be. He pumped it up too. Good on him. Pumped it up, got the job done. And I think from a Perth racing perspective, they got the results they wanted, barring Alaskan God. So Chicks of the Trade wins the railway. Amelia's Jewel beats Bustler. They had good local winners and they had up-to-scratch winners. I think the railway probably looked a bit thin going in, but they got a winner that was able to run up to at least r- railway average. Yeah. He was right up to, to par. I would say he's a right up-to-scratch winner of the, the railway. And as you said, it probably didn't have the strongest, well, certainly didn't have the strongest eastern state contingent that it's ever had. And it probably didn't even have the strongest local contingent. Well, it didn't. But um, they got away with, with strong races and, as we said before, great betting. And someone else who was great was the Morikawa winner. He was. Brad Rawilla. Flushed it. On Resort Man. He can't go an inch better than that. He can't. Perfect ride to steal a bit of cash in the railway and run his race again. He's been really – he's another handicapping rock. He is. Brad's numbers in Perth have been terrific, have they not? Yep, he's riding well. Just solid is how I would describe Brad. I noticed that he – with the – obviously when you're in Perth you get fewer cracks at the, the top end, but I notice he's – so effective and largely because of Elite Street. Helps to get on a good horse who wins a lot of the group races over there for you. But his numbers are, are fantastic. His numbers across the board, I think, are pretty good as well. Mm. So he always was a good jock. Yeah, no surprises. Good on him. Good on him. Are we top twatting? You have said all you need to say about the West? Oh, <laughs> was great. Tricks Sh- of the Trade was the top twat. He was a top Perth, twat. By the way. Shout out to a few people on Twitter who sent through. I think a few took... The all up with the selections from the punters preamble, close to 250 to 1 for that. So credits you. Obviously, everyone knows where the racing and sports office is, so feel free to send through your congratulations and thank yous. <laughs> the only problem with that is uh, where, where, where do they send the bill when they get beat? <laughs> <laughs> get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. Uh, top twat at Ballarat was the cup winner, as you would expect. Yep. Banker's Choice, 114, which is exactly what he'd been doing going in and, and saw out the 2000 well on ground that was probably starting to get heavy by race one and definitely heavy by cup time. Uh, Riadini won the gong. He did. 113, so a pound behind the Ballarat Cup winner and two pounds behind the railway winner. So the railway outrated the gong. As but, it should. As it should. Nugget, Randall, good number after that as well, over a mile, and you, you, he would have dovetailed into that gong quite nicely those things are always hypothetical and the the setup was a little bit different in nuggets race but he had form in the balmoral among other good handicaps in in england and 
it probably gets sort of written off at oh, here's another import off you know off handy off nothing handicaps in the UK. The Balmoral is not a nothing handicap, and the Balmoral that day was deep. It always is, but it deep and returned a deep time figure. So Nugget is no duffer. He has said he would have fit right into that gong and went very close to being Kembler's top twat. Do you have any Kembler points to make? No, I, I didn't really pay attention, to be honest. Massive adv- advertisement for the fine people of Wollongong right there. It's like a great day out. I'll tell you what, the big plus of being in WA is that the first in Sydney jumps off at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Shame I d- didn't wake up till 12. <laughs> yeah, that Margaret River Cabernet is dangerous stuff. Uh, Le Parmier won the Swiss Ace Plate. Beating Sneaky Five and ran to 105, but was not the with top twat, sure. But there's a future top twat here in, in Golden Boom who won for Golan. Oh. Ran to 102 at his second start with a time figure through the hundreds as well. He won a maiden by 20 pounds on Taboo. There was a clue there. <laughs> <laughs> this this might be able to run. And he beat a horse who had beaten Calgary Stampede in a stakes race. And beating Calgary Stampede might not be much but there's some tenuous little form lines that we can we can draw through there and yeah as i said he, he looks um he ran up to his sp what price was he a dollar 20 yeah okay as I said, yeah there were clues in that maiden win <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he burst through 100 here and he is a future top twat if ever i've seen one and the beauty i don't think he'll be sold whereas these horses would have been sold to hong kong off his oh, maiden very hong kong vibes mm. yeah okay well that's good stay here well i think they will why wouldn't you you yeah. got so much prize money to squib win squib for cash here uh, He's not a squib, is he? I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair. Hecker Express won in Adelaide and ran to 105, which is a good number, but he is well-established and that's him running out of his skin. The only way is down. And Karakatsu was 64 favourite, beaten there. Probably would have had to run even a bit better than his best to beat Hecker Express in the end anyway, but he was a strong candidate for flop of the week, I would have thought, mm. going down at 64 there and always been held in high regard, Karakatsu, but... Disappointing. Disappointing. Let himself down. He's very lucky that on Sunday afternoon, Wellington decided to throw in a howler. That was very bad for Wellington. Yeah. Got away with it. Got away with it, Karakatsu, but we were watching, buddy. That is just so exciting. Now, what gets me excited is Trenny Basut and two-year-olds winning in the mud, like most people, <laughs> I imagine. That's where we get our kicks. Did you see Sun Source win? I did see it. Not live. That might have been over your eggs and bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty early in the day there, but the rain had already come along. So times on that card are going to be tricky, I would think, for oh, people. I like how you say for people as if it's easy for you. Well, some of us have mastered this. <laughs> I'm not one of them. But Sunsource looks fast to me. It looked good. And yeah, I don't trust my vibometer at all, as you know. Mm. Do not believe your eyes. They are just lying to you. But that looked like a very good horse. Yep. Does he go one way or the other? On the elevator. A big peak for a Basutan runner. Where's Sun Source going next? Do you like it? I've, I'm putting it here as the I'm so excited. You reckon he goes up? Well, I reckon this is a good start. Does he go up though? Well, Tagaloa went up. Although yep. I feel like Tagaloa could hit and miss, couldn't he? <laughs> Tagaloa fit the Basutan mould a bit. He was very elevator. Yeah, he could hit and miss. He goes Wyong, I'm assuming. Uh, he's one of magic. He's He's in. He's yep. qualified for the Gold Coast, so however they want to get him there. If you were planning it, you'd try and find a race somewhere where he could run poorly pre-Gold pre, pre Gold Coast. Just didn't get around Wyong, mate. Too tight. Yeah, go and run. Perfect. A, go and put up a zero at Wyong, and then you might be a massive chance at the Gold Coast. Had Git along in behind him, which was the, the form from Sydney there, the good Godolphin horse in Sydney. Yep. Whose name briefly escapes me. Barber. Barber. Starts with a B. Think that form's okay, and, and here it is getting hammered. 
So, well, I, should, I mean, get along isn't Barber. No, we're not. We're not saying it doesn't have any real bearing on on that. But it's a it's one little. What do you run on the weekend? One little data point. We're talking ninety nine. But yeah, the time looks looks pretty good. It's ninety nine, and it could be ninety four. It could be one hundred nine. Ooh. No, I'm I'm just picking numbers there. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I thought yeah. I thought no, you give me a range. Just, no, it's just a. No, that's not a confidence interval. That's just a. That's just me plucking numbers from the sky. But he, he's, you know, he's. That's a really bright start. Is he a CBA? Could be any. He is. He's. It could be anything. Plenty of super horses have started off with quieter runs than that on debut. So he gets the. Uh, he gets the nod, the award. Follow me, Trent Pursuit. Once I saw, once I saw a good number next to Trent Pursuit in the mud, I thought, "Well, this is it. I don't care what he likes in the West." <laughs> <laughs> there was plenty of exciting winners in the West. I tell you that much. None more exciting than that one through a drizzly Ballarat. I just can't believe that we've been harping on months and months about how you can't possibly back Pursuit and off a peak, and you want them to throw a Pursuit and peak into the black book. Yep, and back it. How do you sleep at night? And back it blindly. <laughs> Wherever it goes. It's going to be under. <laughs> It'll be under's next start, wherever it goes. I know that much. <laughs> Off a heavy bog. Certainly will be when I'm finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> Off a heavy track bog, lay it off the gap. <laughs> that wraps us up. We'll be back with the punters preamble Winter on Thursday. Preview. Winter bottom preview. Shaping up really well. And S- zipping classic day. We won't talk about that. I don't know. Chapada's about right. About ready. About ready. <laughs> <laughs> So join us then. We also need to get an idea because we have had the design of the pace over position T-shirt done and we're getting a bit of pushback from management <laughs> in the sense that they don't reckon anyone wants one. When if, you see this design, I was, they are going to want one. They are going to want We can't put the design out because someone will steal it. That's how good it is. <laughs> no, but if you could please, on the RNS tweet that sends out the podcast... If you want a pace over position T-shirt, can you please like that? Oh, that's you've gone into real um, social media areas. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I want some numbers because if we get some numbers, we'll be able to get it across the board at management. And obviously, we're going to be giving them away. You don't have to pay for them. So we just need some likes. If we get enough likes, we'll be able to send out the pace over position T-shirts, hopefully in time for Christmas. Probably not. No, but that's, that's just not going to happen. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, maybe. I don't know. What is the date? 21st. A month. A month. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, why not? Cool. Absolute stocking stuffer. <laughs> oh, it's it's the best. We've sent it out to a few people, as in the design, and they've already wanted some, but we, we need to hear from our loyal listeners. Do they actually want a pace over position shirt, or is this just a piss take from Adam and I? So if all six of you write in, <laughs> we'll get those six shirts made up. We will. 